Hi, I'm Gabby, the Happy Holiday Girl. Who says you have to wait until certain times of the year to get to celebrate? When every day's a holiday, we can combat stress and have more opportunities to have fun with our friends and family. Come celebrate with me, and together we can live a holiday life. Hey, what's good, guys? It's your girl, Gabby, the Happy Holiday Girl, and I want to welcome you to the Happy Holiday Life podcast. Today is National Sandwich Day. They are the absolute easiest meal you can have, besides something like a pot pie maybe that you eat in a bowl, but even still, you have to cook a pot pie. And a sandwich, you don't have to cook. You can eat them hot, you can eat them cold, they can be multi-layered, I'm talking about the grilled cheese, you can have the BLT. There's like an endless variety of sandwiches that you can have. So I guess sandwiches have to be the winner over the pot pie, but still, they're both great. <laughs> and the sandwich is an iconic world food, and I'm about to tell you why. Let's get to it. Stay tuned. According to History.com, Americans eat more than 300 million sandwiches a day. And as of 2019, there are around 328.2 million Americans. So that means that just about all of us are eating a sandwich of some sort every day. And the best part about sandwiches, like I just mentioned, is that there is literally an unlimited variety in what you can create. So with so much variety, the question becomes, what exactly makes something a sandwich? Is technically anything squished between two items a sandwich? <laughs> if that's the premise behind what makes a sandwich, then my family, we make a mean cauliflower hash brown sandwich. I'm talking about cooking the scrambled eggs with the cheese, some jalapenos, some onions in between two cauliflower hash brown patties. Wow, mind blowing. And who would have known that even that can be called a sandwich? And I might've seen like I got a bit off topic with that, but I didn't. You can literally make a sandwich from everything. We've gotten so creative with the sandwich that you don't even have to use bread anymore. You can use lettuce, pancakes, bread, whatever you like. Sandwiches have become so popular that it's actually a verb now. You can sandwich even people together on a bus. We're getting so crazy with our love of sandwiches. But where did all of this sandwich fascination begin? The story is usually accredited to the Earl of Sandwich and his gambling addiction. History.com says that the sandwich as we all know it was popularized in England in 1762 by John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Apparently, the majority of historians agree that Montague's gambling led him to sitting at the card table for hours at a time. But what is there to do when you have a full house in one hand, but an empty growl in your stomach? You ask your cook to bring you a roast beef sandwich in between two slices of bread, and voila, the sandwich is born. But is that the complete story? According to whatscookingamerica.net, there is an earlier tale of sandwich making in history, and it goes back to the first century BC. Their site says that the first recorded sandwich was by the famous rabbi Hillel the Elder, who lived during the first century BC. He started the Passover custom of sandwiching a mixture of chopped nuts, apples, spices, and wine between two matzahs to eat with bitter herbs. The filling between the matzahs served as a reminder of the suffering of the Jews before their deliverance from Egypt and represented the mortar used by the Jews in their forced labor of constructing Egyptian buildings. Because he was the first known person to do this, and because of his influence and stature in Palestinian Judaism, this practice was added to the seder and the Hillel sandwich was named after him." End quote. And although the term sandwich wasn't technically being used, the concept of sandwiching items between two pieces of bread 
was also used in the 6th century. What's Cooking America goes on to say that during the Middle Ages, thick blocks of coarse stale bread called trenchers were used in place of plates. Meats and other foods were piled on top of the bread to be eaten with their fingers and sometimes with the aid of knives. The trenchers, thick and stale, absorbed the juice, the grease, and the sauces. At the end of the meal, one either ate the trencher or, if hunger had been satisfied, tossed the gravy-soaked bread to their dogs or gave us alms to less fortunate or poor human. Alms were clothing, food, or money that is given to poor people. In the past, people thought it was their religious duty to give alms to the poor. Trenchers were clearly the forerunner of our open-faced sandwiches." End quote. But what's crazy is that sandwiches weren't always as popular in America because early colonials associated the term sandwich with British food. Early Americans wanted absolutely nothing to do with eating sandwiches. They didn't start catching on in America until the 1800s. Actually, the first mention of the word sandwich is found in an American cookbook in the year 1815. And our original sandwiches weren't made with ham and turkey. They were actually made with tongue. Something that is so crazy for most Americans to imagine today. But Americans have evolved quite a bit in our sandwich making skills. Now, just about every eatery has its own famous sandwich. In New Orleans, we have the po' boy. The po' boy was an iconic free sandwich that was passed out to striking workers during the Great Depression. History.com says that when a hungry striker walked into the shop, the clerks would yell, here comes another po' boy, and the name stuck. And then in America, there are also sloppy joes, the Rubens, and of course the grilled cheeses. Sandwiches are officially here to stay. And with the affordability and variation, they have no chance of going anywhere in the future. And now it's time for our activity of the day. Get your family together and compete to see who can make the largest sandwich tower before it tips over. You're sure to have loads of laughs. And after the competition is done, grab some plastic wrap, bundle those sandwiches together, and everyone has lunch made for the next few days. It's a win-win, laughs and pre-packaged food, and a good time. So what do you think? Are sandwiches the best? Head on over to happyholidaylife.com to leave me a voice message of how you celebrate it today. You might hear yourself on a future episode. When you're there, you'll also have the opportunity to join Club Holiday. There you can sign up to receive a free monthly calendar full of fun activities for every day. If you like my podcast, please be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast from. You can follow me on social media by using at a holiday life on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and at the happy holiday life on Instagram. Keep celebrating the holidays, stay safe, and live a holiday life. I'll talk to you tomorrow.